Hey friends, it's Jocelyn at jamminwithjocelyn.com, your certified life coach helping working moms create their ideal work-life balance so they can thrive at work, at home, and in life. You're listening to the Jammin' with Jocelyn podcast, the show for people who want to be inspired and live more joyfully and with awareness. I love having deep, soulful, and fun conversations about complex issues to deepen our self-awareness and compassion for ourselves and others. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome to the month of May. For me, this is a special month because we're celebrating and honoring teachers, which was my previous career, and my AAPI community for AAPI Heritage Month, which is my own culture. Now, what you can look forward to this month on the Jam with Jocelyn podcast show is during the week of May 8th through 12th, which is the Teacher Appreciation Week, I will be dropping a full week of episodes every single day of the week tailored for teachers and educators to celebrate and honor them that who are teaching, serving, inspiring, and protecting our future generation. And so during that week, each episode is meant to share real stories from real teachers who can speak directly to what teachers experience and also provide inspiration with tips and encouragement to support the teacher and educator. Then for the remainder of the month of May, we're going back to our usual Wednesday episodes with AAPI guests discussing different topics that infuse the AAPI perspective. And so today we are starting off the month by sharing my perspective and journey and releasing from the model minority myth as a middle-aged AAPI woman and working mom. And I'm going to be using interchangeably the word releasing and deconditioning. I see it as the same similar concept, releasing and deconditioning, in terms of, let me explain the definition of deconditioning. Deconditioning meaning releasing from the conditioned beliefs and narratives that society, cultural, and gender has subconsciously imprinted or actually um, intentionally imprinted onto me. So we're going to dive into my own perspective and journey. There are many layers and nuances to this term, the model minority myth. And I'm not going to take the time on this episode to explain it because honestly, I'm not an expert. And if you're not familiar with the term and how it's affected the various minority groups, then I invite you to get curious and learn about it. There's lots of articles, books, YouTube videos that you can learn from, experts on social media that you can learn from, and I invite you to get curious and do your education on it. This is why in this episode, I'm particularly just going to focus on sharing my own personal experience and journey of how the model minority myth has impacted me and how I'm releasing and deconditioning from it and how I'm showing up differently now. So my hope in this episode is that my story and perspective will shed light on the effects of the model minority myth for those who aren't familiar with this concept and to let my fellow AAPI community and family know that you're not alone and that maybe my story can help you feel seen, heard, and understood. So let's start with some facts so y'all can get to know me a little better. I identify as an American-born Cantonese woman, meaning I'm considered a second-generation immigrant because my parents immigrated to the U.S. from overseas, specifically Hong Kong. I'm the eldest daughter of the eldest son, which means my dad is the oldest son in his family. 
So for all my API peeps, you can probably understand all the cultural nuances in that description of being the eldest daughter of the eldest son. And for everyone else, here's just a quick 411 about the cultural nuances in being the eldest daughter of the eldest son. So in our culture, it's deeply seated, but it's, you know, the narrative is changing. If you are the eldest son of the family, your firstborn child, it was most uh, frowned upon if your firstborn child was born as a daughter because sons and boys, men were more revered in our culture. And that goes back to long standing history within our culture. Anyways, so that is what the cultural nuance in that description of me being the eldest daughter born to the eldest son, my dad, who was the oldest in his family. Next, I spent most of my formative elementary years and a small portion of my middle school years living in the Midwest, where I was definitely a minority, sometimes the only Asian in my whole grade, or maybe there are just a few of us in my class or even the entire school. Now, why am I sharing these facts? Why are these facts important? Because each of these facts contributed to some of my past experiences and that formed my narratives and beliefs, which subconsciously dictated how I showed up as an Asian American girl growing up and also as a woman in society. So what were some of those subconscious narratives and beliefs that was imprinted on me that um, impacted how I showed up as an Asian American girl and as a woman in my early years of adulthood. Here are some of the limiting beliefs I was holding. One was in order to belong, I thought I had to assimilate to the model minority myth label. Two was the Asian American girl and woman voice is to be quiet and meek, which is really underneath that model minority myth. Three, my feelings and struggles shouldn't be mentioned or be discussed because it shows weakness or brings shame upon myself. And four, my story and experiences growing up as an Asian American girl aren't important because I was a girl in my culture as an Asian American. And lastly, experiences of racism as an Asian American aren't to be discussed or shared. And honestly, it all boils down to not bringing attention upon myself, which led to not speaking up for myself and not advocating for myself and not having the ability to have agency and autonomy over asking for support or my needs. Because under the model minority myth, we were to be seen as quiet, meek, rule-following people that do not cause a lot of trouble or noise. And that really ha impacted or has impacted and still does for myself how I show up as an Asian American born Cantonese woman who is now in her middle ages. So now I want to share how I'm consciously deconstructing, releasing, and decon deconditioning from these narratives and beliefs that haven't served me and how I'm rewriting these beliefs of how I want to show up as an Asian American woman who is now in her middle ages. It took me this long to get to here. And you know what? No shame or blame. 
we all come upon this journey at different moments in our lives. Okay, some earlier, some later, it's all good. All right, but I want to be really clear that it is a continual journey because it is not a like check box done, I've got it moving on. It really is a lifelong journey that has been requiring a lot of self-reflection, support from therapy and coaching, a lot of learning through reading, journaling, and conversations with others who look like me. So let's start off with what triggered this shift and the awareness of these harmful narratives and beliefs of the model minority myth and how it impacted me and how it's shifting how I'm showing up as an Asian American woman. Well, first off, it was having the awareness of my own mental health state and also the beginning of the pandemic and their rise in the Asian hate during that moment in 2020-21. And really the pivotal moment for me was in 2021, the murders of the six Asian women that really triggered a whole lot of emotions and awakened me to see how racial, societal, gender, and cultural conditioning had conditioned me subconsciously to view myself in a harmful and limiting way and impacted how I was showing up in society. I mean, basically, I was showing up in life in a way that was not resonating with me, like not in my best version, not in my truest self. I was seeing myself in a way that people were trying to limit me and put me into this box of how they want me to be in this world, in this society. And that was not serving me. It was really costing me my own mental health, my own understanding of who I am, who I was created to be. So in that moment, I really got curious of under trying to understand who am I as an API Asian American born Cantonese woman. And that was the beginning of my journey of releasing and deconditioning. And so let's talk about what does that look like now? Personally, it's bringing to the forefront to my awareness, the subconscious beliefs and narratives and asking myself, how true are these beliefs for me and how have they been supportive? And let me tell you, there were a lot that came up for me and there's a few I still struggle with. But before we dive into that, let's take a quick short break for a quick announcement. To celebrate AAPI Heritage Month, I'm formally introducing my newest coaching offering of private individual coaching for AAPI working moms, where I'll help you create your ideal work and life system so that you can thrive at work, at home, and in life. Together, we'll walk through the thriving working mom process tailored to your needs to create a sustainable work and life system that allows you to have a career, have time to honor your mental health and self-care, be a present mom to your kids, and be the best partner for your significant other. When you have your ideal work and life system working for you, you'll feel satisfied because you finally found your way of being a working mom that feels good. Go to jamminwithjocelyn.com forward slash work with me to learn more and to book your free discovery call with me.
Alrighty, let's get back to the episode. But the biggest one that I still wrestle with is showing up and sharing my voice because there is a huge fear of criticism of quote unquote, you're too loud. How could you say that? What if you get canceled? What do people think? This is opposite of the model minority myth of being quiet, especially as an Asian American woman. So case in point, being on here on the podcast, sharing about my own story, using my voice is really countercultural to my gender and my culture. And hey, you know what? I'm all for it because this is me releasing from the model minority myth and beliefs and narratives that haven't served me because y'all, I have a voice and you have a voice too. I believe everyone has a voice, no matter what your gender is, what you identify is, no matter what your culture, no matter what your ethnicity. All right, I'm going to get off that little soapbox, but I want to go back to that biggest belief that wasn't serving me, which I call that a sneaky, shitty belief and fear of like, don't show up and share your voice because of criticism is the question I ask myself. What's the cost of not sharing my truth and my voice? What's And then shifting it to what's possible if I do show up and share my voice? Because really, I believe that the more we share our voices and truths, it creates a collective ripple in changing our world for the better. And my hope is that it inspires you, the listener, to share your voice and truths in whatever way that resonates with you and feels good for you. All right, another way that I've been practicing to release and decondition is the practice of allowing myself to show up fully in my own unique mix of quirkiness, reflectiveness, snarkiness, and a little funny at random times. (laughs) Okay, so let's just say I love being social when I have the energy, and I also love being alone in the woods at the beach, sitting outside, or curled up in bed reading a good book. So, I am an Asian American woman who can be loud and snarky sometimes, and I'm also an Asian American woman who loves to be introverted. I can be both. I don't have to be one thing, the meek and quiet person all the time. So don't put me in that box, y'all, all all right? I didn't subscribe to the model minority myth. All right, third way that I have been practicing releasing and deconditioning is renewing myself with truths that support me, my mental health, and well-being. Here are a few examples of the truths that I've taken on and that have helped me reconnect to my own empowerment as an AAPI woman and well-being. One is, I have a story to tell and wisdom to share, and so do you. Two, my voice is valued. Your voice is valuable. Three, I'm super proud to be a second generation AAPI woman and a working mom. Four, My own unique lived experience has taught me about my own resiliency and how I want to show up versus how others expect me to. Five, because of my lived experience, I have so much empathy and compassion in connecting with others with similar experiences. There really is a deep knowing and connection of being seen, heard, and understood. Six, I am who I am. Ultimately, I am a whole spiritual being learning to experience all the nuances of this human life. And lastly, 
This is empowerment. I get to choose beliefs that serve and support me consciously. Alrighty, friends, if you're an AAPI individual listening to this episode, I'm curious and I invite you to reflect on what have your experiences been with the model minority myth? And what does it look like to release and decondition yourself from the model minority myth? Who would you be if you released yourself from that model minority myth that you didn't consent to be put under or in that box? And lastly, I want to share one resource that has been really helpful and pivotal in helping me on this journey of releasing and deconditioning from the model minority myth, but also helping me understand my own upbringing in my culture and to really honor those aspects too of who I am as an AAPI woman. And it is Dr. Jenny Wang's book called Permission to Come Home reclaiming mental health as Asian Americans. Because y'all, my AAPI community and family, you know, mental health and addressing our mental health has been so taboo. (laughs) And that could be a whole nother episode, but I'm not going to go into that. But I highly recommend and invite you to go and grab that book by Dr. Jenny Wing. You can also follow her on Instagram at Asians for Mental Health. So to to learn, have self more self-awareness and compassion for yourself and also to heal. Alrighty friends, here are three takeaways from today's episode. One, if you're not familiar with the model minority myth, get curious to learn more. Two, if you're an AAPI individual, your story, voice, and wisdom are valued and matter. You matter. And three, for all my AAPI folks, take the time to release from any subconscious beliefs that the model minority myth has placed upon you. This builds your own self-awareness of what is supportive and not supportive. Then renew yourself by writing new beliefs that do support you. And here are coaching questions to help you reflect on today's topic. The following questions are tailored to my AAPI people. One, what underlying beliefs have you subconsciously taken on that have been harmful to you and limited how you want to show up in your life? Two, what support can you seek to help you release from the beliefs that haven't supported you? Three, what new beliefs do you want to take on that will support you moving forward? And four, what does it look like to share your story, voice, and wisdom that feels good for you? And the next two questions are for all my non-AAPI folks. One, what can you do to learn more about the model minority myth and its impact on the AAPI community? And two, how can you be an ally to the AAPI community? Alrighty, friends and my AAPI community and family, thanks for listening. And to my fellow AAPI community and family, I hope my story and perspective help you to know that you're not alone and that you feel seen, heard, and understood. And if you enjoyed listening to today's episode, I invite you to share it with a fellow AAPI friend or family member, leave a review to let others know about this podcast, or subscribe to stay tuned for new episodes. Once again, thanks for listening in, and I can't wait to jam with you next time. Bye, y'all.